This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Brian Geisinger, Pack Pride, Devil's Den, who snapped back at me on Twitter last night. Not Brian, I'm sure. Uh, also, uh, BuzzBeat Podcast, if we're talking about the Hornets. He's everywhere about basketball, my friend. How are you? I'm good, man. How about you? Uh, and congrats on the, uh, I guess, the Twitter beef last night. No, that's, that's fine. Exciting. It's always yeah. good. Uh, look, Twitter's a great place to uh, to have normal, calm, uh, context-laden dialogue. That's what I've always said. Yeah, well, yeah. well and in a macro <laughs> sense... In a, in a macro sense, things seem to be going very well there. Like just in general, too. Like Twitter, <laughs> on the whole. Oh yeah, it seems like it's in a in a very secure and not precarious and potentially dangerous uh, position right now. So everything's good, you know. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Duke, and I want to get to NC State as well. Um, first of all, with the Blue Devils, I am zero concerned about the loss. Jeremy Roach played well. Uh, I thought we saw the first. Excuse me. The first glimpses of the really good Tyrese Proctor. What did you think? Yeah, I mean that stretch early in the second half, around like you know the eighteen minute mark, they really started to put the ball in Tyrese's hands. And and look, he's gotten off to a, a slow start, and he's also dealt with some foul trouble in a couple of the games as well. But with his size and his passing vision, you know, his ability to make decisions to hit that skip pass as you saw mm-hmm. when Kansas tried to pin the ball on one side of the court and when Derek Lively would roll to the rim they'd have someone come they'd have you know Jalen Wilson or someone else come off that far corner to help and that left Mark Mitchell or Jeremy Roach open in the far corner you could see Tyrese Proctor can make that pass and you could see him make that pass before he got to Duke if you watched him play with Australia in, in FIBA action this summer he was doing the same thing so look Tyrese doesn't have the incredible, you know, like explosive, you know, burst of someone like Derek Whitehead. He doesn't maybe even have the sort of like shifty, quick, decisive first step of Jeremy Roach. So he's not someone that's just going to like, you know, come off of a screen and immediately get to the rim and before you can play. Nor is he someone that's just going to blow by people one on one. But with that pull up shooting, he can get to from a couple levels of the of the court with his size and that passing vision. He can be really solid in the pick and roll. And then, you know, it helps getting to run those actions with guys like Kyle Filipowski, mm-hmm. who can roll, who can pop, who can handle in space, who you can run dribble handoffs with. Or someone like Derek Lively, who can obviously roll and play above the rim, but can also pop and do some stuff in the middle of the court as well. So good stretch for, for Tyrese Proctor. And yeah, the fact that Duke almost won that game, <laughs> despite really struggling offensively. Uh, you know, 25% turnover rate, yep. three of 21 shooting threes, uh, 33% assist rate. Like the fundamental stats weren't great, and yet they were still right there. And they had some good performances from uh, some important players. All right, so you mentioned somebody. I'm going to make this statement. You tell me if I'm crazy. Um, he He might not lead them in scoring this year, but I think there will be more games where Kyle Filipowski is Duke's scoring leader than any other player on that team. I think there's a, I mean, we'll, I mean, I think there's a very good chance of that in part because, you know, Derek Whitehead has already missed three games. You know what I mean? So it's like, he's, he's going to be working off of a smaller sample, but I do think once Whitehead gets in the mix, he's obviously going to 
he's an explosive scorer. He's going to get lots of usage, et cetera. But Filipowski is the guy that is just going to be a matchup problem, right? <laughs> yes. And because he because and because he can score from every level of the That's court, it. he's got he's got the offensive rebounding. I looked this up uh, this morning. Six, it's just three games, but six point six uh, second chance points per forty minutes so far this season, which is one of the best numbers in the country. He's shown the ability to shoot off of movement, like when he comes off of screens which is like really, really tough action for opposing post players to guard. He can pick and pop. He can handle He's been very good getting downhill, like in grab and go or secondary situations. So like, yes, in, in theory, I think there's a very good chance of that because he's going to play a lot of minutes. He draws so far. He's been drawing a ton of free throws too, which is another way to pick up cheap points and he can shoot threes. So uh, I just think like the matchup component, the fact that he gets to the line Yes, he has the ability to be a guy that leads them in scoring a lot this season. Yeah, and there would have been at least uh, at least another bucket if the officials had uh, any level of competence last night. Uh, Boy, it, they were that was bad. I mean, just like welcome back, college officials. <laughs> just, I mean, full on. Like, I'm not even trying to go like ACC Homer here, but right. like the takeover mode was just like comical and predictable. We've joked about this plenty of times, but like. We just gotta change the sign for a charge. Yeah, it's jazz too, hands. These guys like they just like doing it too much. They there's just it's un. I, I it seems like simple psychology. How could it not play a role into these guys uh-huh. wanting to make that call a disproportionate amount of the time? Yeah, it's uh. To cha- let's change it to jazz hands or make them do <laughs> like the first five movements of the Macarena. Uh, yeah, and exactly. then that would that would be uh that would be a charge. Uh, now quickly over to well, we haven't really seen much of Derek Lively. He was sort of involved last night, but really not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll uh we have to wait and see what he looks like when he plays when he really starts playing minutes. Uh, and I'm sure that will come soon because they can play Lively and Filipowski together. Uh, let me yeah. ask you about NC State. They didn't, I mean, they blew out FIU, and FIU may be just death warmed over. They might just be no good at all. Uh, so I'm not I'm not looking too much into it. But they didn't get great Turquavian Smith. Mm-hmm. But wh- whether it's uh, Jarkel Joyner or Casey Morsell, um, and they got, I think, good defensive work uh, off the bench in uh, Ernest Ross. They, they got good performances last night. Yeah, yeah. This is not just a one-man show. I mean, like, obviously, you know, Turquavion is the ultimate ceiling raiser for this team. And, you know, NC State's going to have chances to win a lot of games this season, arguably because they'll be able to put the best player on the court, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Turquavion Smith. Like, he's he's that gifted of a, as a player. Um, we've seen him have to handle extra defensive attention so far this season. I think there's been some some good and some bad to that. I would say more positive than bad. There's been some bad turnovers and and careless passes, but I think he's also doing a nice job making some reads, not forcing it too bad out of that. And it helps having guys like you mentioned, Joyner and Morsell that you can swing it to. And those guys can either make plays against the scramble defense, or they can shoot off the catch when Terquavion creates open shots for them with his gravity, with the basketball, or those guys themselves can create their own shots. Like Jarkel Joyner, you know, some games when the shot's not going, it may not look as well, but he had it rolling last night, and he's the guy that can create his own shot, shoot off the pick and roll, and do it from deep, do it from the mid-range. So, yeah, it's, like, nice having multiple guys like that that can give you some uh, some creation and some spot-up shooting. 
it probably doesn't hurt that, you know, more sells a fourth year guy, Jarkel Joyner. This is either his fifth or sixth season in college hoops. So yeah. like they're, they're quality veteran guards and, and more sell is just like an underrated two way player. I guess Joyner is for that matter as well, because both those guys can like heat up the basketball, at the, the point of attack defensively too. Look, yeah, I said this a few minutes ago. I don't know. Again, I, they struggled with Campbell. They only won by like six points or so. They're going to play Elon uh, in a couple of days. And Elon might be better too. And that might be a tough game for them to win. Uh, but what I do know about the ACC, at least right now, is that in the middle of the league, it's kind of soft. And if you have a dynamic player, and can get good enough performances out of a few other guys, there's no reason why NC State can't pile up a bunch of wins against, you know, teams from 7 through 15 in the league. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look box at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. That was the sell for them this season, right? That this was going to be, this could be a top 50 offense with a top 20 pick inter Smith and some nice, not just like, you know, complimentary pieces that you need Terquavian to do everything and those guys just play off of him. Right. But you have some other guys that you can run offense through. Joyner, DJ Burns is a guy you can you can play through at, uh, um, in the post, which they've done some this season. Like, I actually think it's huge that they're getting some offense from the center position this season because they got none a year ago. Right. Like, you know, and like, look, E.B. Dewana is like, he plays really hard. He, he knows how to do his play his role offensively as like screen and dive and offensive rebound. And he's like a, a decent defensive center who can really block shots and, and close down the rim for you. But teams just didn't have to worry about him nope. on the roll last year. And now with Mohorcic and with Burns, like you've got guys that, that, that you can screen and roll with that you can play throughout the post. And so not only do you have like threats, but there's a little bit of versatility. Um, I mean, none of those guys are like, you know, spacing the floor out to the three point range or anything like that. But inside of 15, 16 feet, they can do a bunch of different stuff. So I think, look, those pick and rolls hit a little bit different when you've got to worry about the guy that's screening and rolling downhill or slipping into space or any of that type of stuff. That's that goes a long way for guys like Joyner and Smith. Brian Geisinger at B guys underscore bird. Uh, we have him uh, from Pack Pride, Devil's Den, who beefed at me on Twitter last night, only because I said <laughs> something about Duke's defense that was not uh, to their liking. I think it was about that. I said Duke's defense is not good. What I should have said is tonight, because I don't know, Duke's defense might end up being good, but Duke's defense last night wasn't. And I think you know the, ret- the return of Whitehead will help on that side oh. of the floor, too. And I know, think the, like- the players that they have on the court will play better defense than they did yeah. last night. They just they they were unlike uh, Kansas, who contested a lot at the rim. Oh my god! Duke didn't contest a lot at the rim last night because they weren't in position to. I mean, there were yeah, just a I, lot of layups. 
I do think, and this is this is something that uh, I'm writing about or trying to write about, like um, Duke right now with you know Derek Lively hasn't played much and just 23 minutes so far with right. Lively and Filipowski on the floor together. Um, which you're going to, we're going to see a lot of this season. I think that's going to be an awesome, you know, four or five duo. Um, but right now Duke for the most part is bringing, you know, is bringing Derek Lively to the level of the screen, right? So when he's guarding pick and roll, Lively is basically level or just below the screen, which is fine because like he's, he's long and he's incredibly mobile. So he can be disruptive at the point of attack there. But if you do that, you're also pulling, your best shot blocking threat away, away from, from the rim and you need the activity on the backside then to compensate. And I just think that's where you need the rotations and the repetition. You know, the reps will help. The rotations will get better. Um, Cause Filipowski spaced out a couple of times in those yeah. situations. And uh, I just think that stuff will tighten up and that'll allow lively to rotate back and be in place to, to close down the rim. But who knows, maybe they choose to guard some of that stuff more conservatively at some point, if that continues to be an issue. Brian Geisinger, I'll talk to you very soon, my friend. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes, like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12-to-1 student-to-faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.